Welcome to another episode of the Dope Podcast, and I'm your host, Dean M. Chambers, and this is a podcast where we display other people's experience, expertise, and enhance your knowledge. This platform was created to help people combat the fear of missing out on opportunities. Also a central place for you to ask your questions and it for it to, and for it to be answered. Uh, and a place for like-minded individuals to come to get inspired. So today my guest is Rohan Peart and we're going to be talking about home renovations. And I followed him and his journey through um, unfinished basement to a finished basement. And he, stopped, he came about saying, or I'm going to let him get into the story, but pretty much he decided to fire his contractor and do it himself. And through the journey I have gone through, or just the horror stories that I've heard, sometimes, or not sometimes, the majority of time, contractors like to overcharge people, uh, or they don't like to divulge how much they're really spending on doing the work that they're saying they're doing, right? And we had this conversation a while back so i said you know what this is probably something that a lot of people want to know about so i'm going to let rohan share his experience as to the process of start to finish of renovating his basement um yeah for sure and uh thank you for having me on today and allowing me to be a part of this uh so like me personally i just have like a love for real estate i'm not an agent i'm not a broker anything like that i just love real estate i'm always watching how Sigma and sales and different areas and stuff like that. It's just something I do. Um, and when I, when I bought this home um, that I moved into roughly around a year ago, um, uh, the, the ultimate goal was to finish the basement too as well. And, and I, I tried really hard to, to, um, to work with a contractor. So I had several people come in and give me a quote one of the things I've learned along my ways of being in this industry is, you know, you never let anyone put your back against the wall and you have options. A lot of people who don't know um, about just any renovations or dealing with people when it comes to fixing up your home, you don't have to go to that one person and that one person is the be all and end all, right? There's many resources out there for you to get quotes from people. And if you're not happy with the, the, the way the interaction is with someone, or if you're not happy with the final number they give you, keep it moving, find someone else, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so in my case here, um, this happened during the time of pandemic. I don't know why I bought and sold a house during the pandemic, but I did. Um, and I, I was trying my hardest, my very hardest to, to work with uh, someone of, of my, of my um, you know, background being Caribbean or someone like that, I try to give that an opportunity. And anytime I do have a project, I, I go in like a, a chronological order where I reach out to a family friend that I know is into that renovation stuff. If they're not available, I'll reach out to obviously someone that might be black or someone of some sort of um, ethnic background. And if not, then I just go for whoever gives me the best price, right? But in this case, I was getting like a lot of really, really high quotes from just everyone and every everybody, and I don't know why. And I couldn't, and I couldn't wrap my head around it. I think the highest quote I got was like around one hundred and twenty thousand to finish my basement. Wow. And I looked at the guy and I said, "Why don't I just go buy a small condo?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that doesn't make any sense, right? Um, 
so you know, and then obviously, you know, they they want to get the job, so they try to renegotiate and they try to say, hey, you know, if I do this, if I do that, I can lower the price. But then they'll come back with like ninety eight thousand, right? So I'm just like, this really doesn't make any sense at all. So again, um, dating back to the pandemic, everyone was working from home or everyone was homebound. So I had the time and I had the opportunity to really sit down and plan everything out, right? Um, I don't know if you have more questions or should I just keep on going? Well, I got questions, but just just continue going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had the time to like really sit down and plan everything out. And I encourage any and everybody that if you have the time to do so, and if it, it, even if you don't know it, you will figure it out. Um, to not that I'm pro, I'm, I'm like completely against contractors. I know that you know you need them for other things, but um, so before you go on, yeah, where did you first start? Like, because a lot of people is like, yeah, I want to do my basement. The first place they're going is to a contractor. But yeah. when you made that that conscious decision to say, I don't want to use a contractor, I'm going to do it myself. Where did what what was the first step you took? I think the first step I did was um, drawing out the plans. Right get an idea of what I wanted. Uh, when you have an open space and open canvas, you just don't know. I mean, like a big blank room with just concrete walls, you know, it's hard to vision what this is gonna look like when it's finished. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing I did was I got the plans done and I kind of went over some ideas with some contractors. Um, and then that's when I finally realized that, you know what, I'm gonna cut these guys out. When I started picturing the room how I wanted it and not to say they weren't getting what I wanted getting the vision that I had but I think to answer your question it when I first decided I'm going to go um do this on my own and sub out the work on my own was obviously when I saw the pricing come in obviously it just didn't make any sense to me you know what I mean yeah yeah and um did you need any permits for the work that you did in your house? Yeah. So um, I, I live in, in the Brampton area and Brampton is notorious for having basement apartments. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> um, but during the time, which the height of the pandemic, which we're kind of still in, there's such a wait, a long, 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 long wait time for you to get those permits for you to start building and stuff. But there is another way around it. If you do everything up to code, I literally have a booklet of everything up to code, everything, all the work, all the logs, pictures upon, upon pictures upon pictures. So, you know, when an inspector does come here um, to do so and to make it a legal basement for resale purposes, mm -hmm. they don't have to rip open any walls or anything like that, mm -hmm. right? So there is another way around it. Um, plus, I, I, I'm, I'm living here, I'm not renting it out, so. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to code, uh, my background is insurance. Uh, so I was a junior underwriter for a long time, but now I'm a claims adjuster. So I completely understand everything to do with code, right? <laughs> so um, um, one of the questions and the main things, I don't know if we're going to tap on this um, later on, was I, I always made sure and vet everyone. And what I mean by vet, like, you know, find out what they did, their background. Do you have liability? Because liability is very important, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have insurance for your company, for yourself? I cut no corners at all. Mm -hmm. How did you find out that information? They provide it to you, right? Oh, okay. Who are you with? What company are you with? Who insures you? Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody might be 
well, not everybody, majority of people won't have access to the expensive tools that I have being in insurance and I can reference that. But all this information is public information. And you can always call up the companies too as well. A lot of people don't know that. You can call a company and be like, hey, does Tim Welding have insurance with you? Is this a valid policy? And they'll be like, pardon me, they'll be like, yes, all right, cool. Mm. Uh, some of the fellows that I got to do certain jobs, they're part of a union, right? Mm. So I knew right away that they had liability, right? So. Okay. And did you also speak to like their past clients or you just uh, pretty much the information I was on? Either I, didn't, the, uh, I didn't really call to any past clients or anything like that. I didn't go that to that extent. I looked at the previous work, um, but I mean, pictures is just pictures. Yeah. And if I liked what I saw, ask if they were available, you know, ask if they can do this job mm-hmm. within this timeline and obviously how much they charge. And uh, what challenges did you find? with renovating your basement? Um, I mean, that's a loaded question, right? There's a lot. Um, um, with taking on the, the task of, you know, I guess some people want to say that I became a general contractor. Um, I, don't, I don't really look at it like that, but I guess in theory, that's what happened. Um, you know, there's just the fact that I had to buy all the materials, that, that's annoying itself. And also, you know, overseeing the job, making sure that everything's going as scheduled and making sure that these gentlemen that are doing the work on your homes or ladies that are doing work on your home are not wasting material, mm. right? Um, and also not taking your material too as well, right? Because mm. these things, these screws and these lug nuts and let's not talk about lumber. Those things like completely, completely add up, right? So, yeah. So one thing that kind of shocked me was a lot of, uh, not a lot, but just contractors in general, They'll charge you for one price and anything that they don't use, they can return it and get store credits for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't even return it back to the customer. They're just pocketing that money. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was kind of shocking when I found that out, that they could just return, even they can return material without receipts after like 90 days of having the material mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, which is pretty crazy to me. And why mm-hmm. people should ask for either a detailed sheet or, um, by the the supplies themselves so that the contractors can't try to rip them off with the additional supplies that they have. And um, how did you get the money to do the renovations for your basement? Yeah, before I answer that, and it it is true, I know all about returns because I had a bunch of stuff I had to return. Mm -hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to become friends at the with people at the local Home Depot because they saw me in there every single day, right? Mm. And they saw me buying stuff, asking questions, figuring things out, calculating things per square footage, recalculating things and stuff like that. But in terms of the the funds that I had, um, I sold my previous home um, and that's how I got the funds to do that, right? Mm. Um, And then when you sell all your home, when you sell, sorry, when you sell your home and you, move into another home, you know, there's always a ton of stuff you have to get and, uh, and just moving and selling and buying itself is a whole nother friggin' stress itself. But, you know, you want to make sure your renovation doesn't make you go broke, right? Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't fathom paying 100,000, 90,000, 80,000 to get this completed. Mm-hmm. Right? And how much were you able to save through this whole process? I guess considering 120 was the top number that you got. If I go by the highest number, which is like 120,000 to do it, honestly, Dean, I got my basement done, completed, walls, plumbing, electrical, everything. Um, 
less a kitchen installed, which I just bought an IKEA kitchen, which was like cheap. Um, probably thirty-eight thousand. Wow, that's crazy. Thirty-eight thousand, and it would have been cheaper if lumber wasn't that wasn't so expensive. Wow. Yeah, and mind you, I didn't cut any corners at all, none. And I'm here thinking that to do a basement, you're probably charging anywhere sixty to eighty thousand from the prices. You I'm can, here. you can, yeah. right? Um, a real good uh, buddy of mine out in um, uh, Hamilton. They live in like the Mountain View. Mm-hmm. and Casper area they kind of bought and sold around the same time as me a couple months before and they were looking to get their basement done and one about the contractors his he works right his wife just had a child so she was at home mm-hmm. but um she had to work from home too as well because of the pandemic um so she was talking to a lot of the contractors and she called me she's like you know honestly Rohan I feel like because I'm a woman, these guys are taking advantage of me and throwing these crazy prices out and stuff like that. But she's like, I'm not an idiot. One, two, I know what I'm talking about, right? Um, so she goes, you know what? I think I'm going to take your route and just get it done myself. And that's exactly what she did. And she probably, her basement is probably just a little bit smaller than mine. Um, and she only did half of the basement. The other half, the other half is unfinished where she uh, storage and stuff like that. And she has plans to finish in the future. And she probably got it all done for maybe 18 grand, maybe wow. 17, 15 grand, just wow. because she subbed out all the work herself. Oh, just that extra little step you just take to do it yourself instead of- Exactly, it's hiring. a lot of work. It's, it's challenging, it's, it can be frustrating. Um, you gotta plan people's schedules. You gotta figure out like, hey, you know what? The plumber can work the same time the electrician guy's working. You know, just work on different sides of the rooms. And, you know, you, you gotta get your framing in here and you gotta make sure your framer's doing what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a lot of warped wood, you gotta return, all that, all that nonsense, right? Um, but w- once you get the bones in here, and the bones meaning the framing, mm-hmm. you know, you go through everything and make sure everything's fine. Cause you can always change everything at that point then it starts rolling so when you so after you got to the i guess went through the contractors knew the vision you had for your basement um how did you know what or what trade was needed um next for to do your basement so you i guess obvious is framing but then how did you know what what the next contract or the next trade to come in afterwards um i I was fortunate to know some family members that are contractors themselves. And they they were like super proud of me. They even took some of my contacts, mm. right? Literally, they're like, yo, you did such a good job vetting people, give me these contacts. And I did. And literally one of them came to help me out with installing my kitchen the other day. And he's like, yo, your, your buddy, your electrician came on one of my jobs. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, right? So, and he's like, yo, I love that guy. He's just so, so, so soft-spoken, gets his work done and he's out, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and he works with you in terms of pricing. But um, how did I know? I asked a lot of questions, you know, what do I do next? What do, where do I go from here? Okay, what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and not only would I ask the family friend questions, I would also research too as well, you know, the mm-hmm. process of building what steps, what stages happens, you know what I mean? And do you have to go in that order or, can you get your plumbing done before your electrician electricity gets done? And then you realize that there is no set order for that stuff. But I mean, you got to get your 
your framing done before your drywall, like the obvious things, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. So when you did your research, was it HGTV or like Google research? <laughs> um, uh, definitely Google researches, uh, a lot of YouTube. YouTube can um, show you a lot of TikTok videos and it can also show you a lot of things that are informative, right? Um, so uh, YouTube, Google, and then again, reaching out to people, just asking people who are in the industry of what I was trying to do, mm. um, you know, what's the next steps, you know? Yeah. I had to deal with a lot of people coming in and giving their opinions when I didn't ask. You know what I mean? Like you, I, I had someone come in and a couple of guys come in and check out like, hey, can you do this drywalling job? Oh, why did your framer do it this way? Why did they do it? Oh, why did your electrician do it this way? I'm like, are you an electrician? No, I do drywall. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, can you get the job done? <laughs> it's your price. I didn't ask for your opinion. I know it was done properly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you said that you, you kept, uh, you had a book or like a book of records. Yeah, I have you just started on your own or someone advised you? No, no, no. I started that on my own. Um, actually, um, well, yeah, someone kind of said keep a record of everything if you're not going to, um, if you're going to get a legal basement after. A lot of people think that, you know, getting a legal basement is, it's not hard. It's just apply for it. <laughs> you get a permit, submit your, submit your drawings, you're going to get approved, mm-hmm. especially because you're in Brampton. It'd probably be harder if you're in Richmond Hill because they don't really do a lot of tenant basements down there now yeah. we used to do them before right um but overall though i i was advised to to keep a lot of things but i created that booklet mm-hmm. um and i got that idea from my friends who the same guys who moved into the home in ancaster um the previous owner left them a booklet of everything mm-hmm. about the house mm-hmm. which is really cool and i was like that was really nice of them to do like the attic, the wiring in the attic, everything was so detailed. And I was yeah. like, man, I'm, it's a good idea. I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, that's how I have that. And um, did you, like, did you put more money into like one area specifically in the basement or you kind of just, after you had the drawings, you said, all right, I'm just, this is the layout. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I got a decent sized basement. Like my house is like a five bedroom house. There's like four full bathrooms, one powder room. And now I added on another room. Like it's, it's a good size hole, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what I did was, um, I-, I think, I wouldn't say I put more money into one places, more, I-, I-, I paid for things as they should be paid for, right? Without cutting any quarters or anything like that, like I keep on saying, because it's very important that you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with me personally, the way how I structured it, I could have put three rooms in down here, but I didn't. I did two really big rooms or really big washrooms, so it's spacious. Every space is defined and, you know, there's hallways and stuff like that. And it, mm-hmm. it looks, it came out really good, but I wouldn't say I put more money into one place than the other. I pay for things accordingly. Okay. And uh, what are some do's and don'ts with uh, renovating, if you're going to go that route of not mm-hmm. using a contractor? Um, do's and don'ts. Again, um, don't, definitely don't take the, the first offer, right? Um, what I did was I, in, for instance, I enlarged my egress windows, the basement windows. I made them um, 
three by four, whatever, they're bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was getting quotes like $500 a window, you know? And I was like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because I, when I researched and they said, it can be up to say like this amount of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I was getting quotes for $800 a window, $1,000 a window. It didn't make any sense. I literally got someone to do both windows in the living area for, uh, I think it was around both windows was probably like $380, right? Wow. And, and that person is, um, work is a part of a union part of the like I, I don't know I don't want to say the wrong thing but he's like a he lays concrete and that's what it does like his, his work is concrete work right and he cut just basically cut down because it's cheaper to cut down and cut across mm-hmm. right because once you start cutting across you start messing around with the foundation of the home mm-hmm. right and the structural components of the home but if you mm-hmm. cut down you're fine right so when you cut down um yeah he got it all done for like $380. These huge windows, they let so much light in. It doesn't feel like a basement down here. Oh, that's crazy. Because <laughs> yeah. that was my next, that, that was going to lead to my next question if you had to do any outside work. In, in yeah, the- that's the only outside work that I that I did so far. And, mm-hmm. and I made sure that everything was sealed up properly and winterized so that, you know, we can make it through the winter, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I moved in was last October. It's going to be a year in 12 days I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously I went through winter and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. But again, I because I deal with these insurance claims every day through my work, I had to make sure that everything was done properly because I just know the mistakes. I mean, the the hazards that happens and the perils that happen mm-hmm. based on um, simple mistakes and cutting corners. Yeah, well, it, what what the point that stuck out to me the most is just asking questions. Like for yeah. me, I'm afraid to ask people questions, like because they're the ones that know have the knowledge. So I'm just like, I'm just like, I'll, okay, I'll take your word for it. But the fact mm-hmm. that you're asking the questions, it's like, why is it this much? And you just continue to ask questions, which led to a cheaper cost, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that that's a good point that you brought up. And with the con or the trades that you hired, where did you find these guys? Um. Yeah, to, to, to touch on your ask questions thing, I think one of my one of our one of my cousins told me a long time ago, if you don't know nothing about cars, you know, ask ask like five or six mechanics about the same issue about your car. One of them's guaranteed to give you the right price and the right information. And then eventually you're gonna know a little bit more about cars, right? Uh, so that's exactly the role and the approach I took. Um what was the second part of your question? I forgot there. <laughs> Uh, where, where did you find the the, the trade? Oh yeah, uh, the trade people, Homestars. Um, what's that? Homestars. What's that? What's Homestars? Homestars is like a, it's like a database of all trades that you need mm. um, for everything. You need a handyman. You need a plumber. You need a excavate excavator. You need anything. You can go to Homestars, and they all their ratings are there. All of their um, um, testimonials are on their pages and stuff like that and uh, sometimes their rates are there but they'll come out they'll give you a quote Homestars is cool mm-hmm. um, other places yeah I think that's I got everyone through Homestars yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't like Kijiji anybody or anything like that not to say there's anything wrong with that but I, I didn't yeah. do that this time yeah okay yeah that, that was um, something that I always thought about too is like oh, what do you find I got my electrician from Kijiji. Oh. 
Okay. And and he's my electrician. He's um our mutual friend Richard's electrician. He's really mm. dope, you know. Like I said, yeah. Yeah. And so what what's the next steps for you since uh completing your basements and you having the love for real estate? Um I think the next task for me, um, one of my really good friends, he he uh, got a contractor because he was building a home for his parents um, in Guelph or something like that. Mm. And he got rid of the contractor mm. and he became the contractor to build this house for his parents. Mm. That's like beyond the <laughs> type of workload that I, I can even imagine handling. But I think the next step for me is I'm gonna, I'm looking for, actively looking for like property, land. I mean, I'm trying to build my own custom home have the plans and everything. I found a home that I absolutely love from a builder out in um, uh, in Westminster, Alberta. Mm. I bought the plans from him. And yeah, that's my next step right there. When you say you bought the plans, like the, the blueprints? Blueprints, yeah. Blueprints, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, with the contract, did you have to fire anybody while on the job? Where like you guys no. agree and you're like you no. One one of the things I made sure I did I didn't deal with friends and when, when I have this thing about when it comes to like your personal things like your mortgages and your home and stuff you don't deal with friends because when you, it's time to yell at someone you got to yell at them right <laughs> and then it's kind of harder to do that when you do you have a friend or a friend doing the work um, but I didn't fire anyone on the job but I was very cutthroat with vetting people and getting quotes it's just yeah. like this is this is this is the work. Can you do it? How much is your price? Man, I don't like that. Next person. And same and repeat it all over again. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone that I got in here, um, I was happy with. My framer became a little bit annoying um, because he was trying to uh, ask for a little bit more money. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not dumb. It's math. Right. And when I sit yeah. down and break down the math to him and I said, how could you ask for more money? And he's just like, oh, OK, sorry, my bad. <laughs> right but if you again you have to there's no favors for anyone this is your home mm-hmm. and you have to put yourself your family and your household first mm-hmm. everything else comes second right you're not if you, you don't think you're being mean to anyone you got to live here at the end of the day when you're done your job you're moving on to someone else you yeah. have to be there so you have to make sure that it is done right, mm-hmm. right so did any of your contractors um go over well I guess you were purchasing the supplies, so yeah. there wasn't really, I guess, over budget in terms of. Oh, of course, I, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just always coming back. Oh, we need this. So we need this. We need that. I'm like, okay, but well, we just took a trip to Home Depot yesterday. Why didn't we just get it then? Yeah. Well, I didn't realize. Blah blah whatever. Da da da. And you know, maybe it would have been easier for them if they were to just buy the stuff and I reimburse them or. Or maybe if they were to me give them the money and they can go do whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. But I opted not to do that. Again, the Home Depot is down the road from my house and I would go there with them and purchase everything on a credit card so I can keep track of everything, mm-hmm. right? Because um, one, one thing I made sure I tried, I tried my best not to do was use different types of payment sources, resources so that it was just easier for me to log and keep myself um, on track in terms of like the strict budget that I was trying to maintain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say you came under budget, on budget, or over budget? I think I think I was I I I 
said that it was going to probably be around like 50, 40 grand. And I came out like say 38 grand, mm. um, give or take a couple hundred dollars. Um, yeah, I think I'm happy with the budget. I wouldn't say I'm under, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely happy with, with the amount that I spent. Uh, did you appraise the house after? No, not yet. Um, I, 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 I mean, you can appraise the house. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a saying, it's not about how much your house is worth, it's how much your neighbor sold it for, right? Um, so that's what I pay attention to. What is being sold out there for? Because I could do all this amazing work on my house, but guess what? If my comparables are horrible, then I'm not charging anything extra to get when I sell it. It's just going to mm -hmm. be whatever it is in the market. True. Yeah, yeah um, that was very insightful. I, I learned a lot. And um, like, I, I have a little knowledge here there, but you, yeah. you open my eyes to a lot of things. So I, I really appreciate yeah, man. being here. Yeah, man. I, I feel there's a lot of value people can get from this, especially people that have the unfinished basements. They just, mm -hmm. they move in, they have no idea what to do. Contractor mm -hmm. comes in and then does what they feel is right instead of what they've wanted, right? So really appreciate you for being here. And yeah, that wraps you up. Can, you can, sorry, you, I just want to say, you can save money by doing things yourself. Mm -hmm. I bought a paint gun and I painted everything here myself. Oh, right? I, I seen the videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, if you can do things yourself, do it. It's gonna save you money. Yeah. Did right? you return the paint gun too? <laughs> no, no, I still, I still, I still got the paint gun. I, I lend it out to friends. I should probably rent it. Out. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, the side hustle you can start, man. <laughs> yeah, for real. But um, other than that, if you can just do things yourself, it will save you a lot of money. Um, again, the time can be very, you know, daunting. It could be a lot, but you know, overall, the yeah. The overall product and finished products can be worth it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, brother. Thank you once again. And that wraps up another episode of the Dope Podcast, where we display other people's experience, expertise, and enhance your knowledge. Until next time. No doubt. <laughs>